of me? Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? Good morning, Vietnam! I love the smell of napalm in the morning. You're gonna need a bigger punch. I feel the need. The need for speed. I wish I knew how to quit you. Love means never having to say you're sorry. You do! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. What's up, film fans? Happy Sunday. Welcome to episode 284. Welcome to the creator and welcome to the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Juan, and I'm joined by the cast, the crew, the fellas. Zach? Hey, what's going on, guys? Ed? Hey, what's up, folks? And welcome to Podcast Land, everybody. Jay? Hey, how's it going? Happy to be here. Good. Happy Sunday. Everybody have a good week? It was all right. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all right, and pretty good. I think this is going to be a fun episode, guys. Um, if you guys have not joined us for any episodes before in the past, thank you for watching on Facebook Live, as well as Emisawa Productions' YouTube channel. Um, there you can find all different kinds of podcasts, Friday the 14th podcast, Wrestling Tacos, um, and we as well are on this YouTube channel. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, today we talk the creator, which we'll get into a little bit later on. Um, but for now, if you guys were not with us last week, me and Zach had a fun conversation on Super Bowl Sunday about past lives. Um, Zach, where can they find that episode as well as where can they find our social media? Yeah, you can check out our past episodes, whether it be, uh, past lives, uh, Casablanca, anything we've done probably within the last year, check them, check it us on Spotify. Uh, I believe we're still on Apple, uh, podcasts. If you want to get in touch with us, definitely check us out on Facebook.com forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast, Instagram, the Cinnamon forward, forward slash the Cinnamon Movie Podcast, X, formerly known as Twitter, Cinnamon405. And of course, don't forget to send in the lovely emails at CINMEN921 at gmail.com. Man, that red and green place looks familiar. Yeah, you know what, you, you, you guys you, you guys should, uh, if, if you're in Oklahoma City, if you guys are listening to this locally, um, go check out San Marcos. Me and Edward were there last night, hitting it up. Um, and I can vouch out. for it as well. It's delicious. <laughs> Sir. And if I'm not mistaken, you know, uh, God bless his soul, didn't Toby Keith love the place? Apparently he did. He was actually put on their uh, Facebook not long ago. Exactly, yeah. saying I can't, or one of our favorite customers passed. I've seen that. Yep, his yep. his picture is right behind the register. You guys can go check him out at 2301 Southwest 59th Street right here in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Give them a call for takeout orders, 405-685-7773. Or you guys can also visit at OKSanMarcos.com. Um, let them know that the Cinema Movie Podcast sent you and get 10% taken off your entire order. Um, great food, even better customer service. So go go check them out. So, uh, but yeah, last week, Past Live, Zach, it was a fun movie, fun episode. Um, this week, however, we are talking about the creator. But before we talk about the creator, uh, guys, we finished the biggest football game of the year. Uh, the most watch, watched TV shows slash anything pretty much on TV. 205 and million people. That's, that's insane. All those um, Swifties. 
Essentially, yeah. <laughs> That's what we're fighting for. There was 55 million Swifties. Swifty, yeah. Uh, Super, Bowl, Super Bowl commercials and Super Bowl movie trailers. Who Did was... you guys have a, uh, a game where anytime they showed uh, Taylor oh, Swift, God. you took a shot? I didn't. I didn't have enough money no. for that much alcohol. <laughs> no. I, I had to go into work I the next morning. That. They were like, "All right, everybody, shot time." And every time she was on screen, we we'd say shot, but trust me, we didn't say shot. We didn't do the shot because we'd be dead by now. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, I had work the next morning. <laughs> oh god! So, so those lovely te- uh, teaser trailers. We didn't get a full trailer this year. We only got a 30-second trailer of each movie that was coming out this summer, yeah. uh, which is very odd. Usually they give them the full two-and-a-half-minute spot, but I don't know how much a spot costs this year for a commercial. $9 million for 30 seconds only. Oh, I, I, yeah. I think That's YouTube wanted a lot, of, a lot of payback from that because, you know, everything since you, you know, go go watch the, you know, trailer on YouTube and all that good junk, so... That right, was yeah. part of it. Since we're talking about history making, the Super Bowl was history making, but guess what else was history making? The Deadpool Wolverine trailer had the yeah. most views ever in 24 hours at 365 million views. Oof. Wow. Hey, that almost doubled. And they didn't even show Wolverine. <laughs> no, and that's the crazy part. <laughs> Have you all seen the, the uh, screenshots of him, though? I have. He looks phenomenal yeah. in this. Yeah. The the suit looks good. If that's what they go with instead of, you know, just having like digitally done anything else, the suit on the screenshots looks nice. Oh, yeah. So with, with, the, with the Super Bowl, you know, movie trailers coming out, what, what are you guys most excited to see? I mean, you, we saw pretty much, I believe, like four or five movie trailers. Okay, should we just go down the list and name them all off real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. We had uh, Deadpool, Wolverine. I'm sure all four of us are probably on that bandwagon already. We've already seen one and two. Yeah. Uh, we had Twisters, which was the a shock. Extreme. Yeah. Uh, we had Kingdom of the Crystal. What was it? Kingdom of Kingdom the Planet of the, of the Apes. Yeah. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. We had that one. That, that looks cool. Yeah. And there was um, Wicked. Wicked, yeah, wicked. I don't know about man. There was wicked, and then there was one more. Didn't they show a Godzilla versus Kong, or am I tripping? I th- no, they showed the Fall Guy, the the new Ryan Gosling. Okay, movie, I think yeah. And Kung no, Fu yeah, no, they showed a imaginary friend. Oh, if yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Which is done by the guy that was on The Office that played Jim on The Office. John Krasinski. Yep. yep. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's and right. that was another. They uh, another showed, Easter uh, egg. Day Randall one. Parks. Okay, whenever they did the interview for the trailer, it was an Asian guy, right? Yeah. 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 It's a joke off the office. <laughs> yep. 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 I no. think right now the the only movie trailer that I'm just super stoked about is probably Deadpool and Wolverine because there's so many questions about. You know, the MCU, where's the MCU at right now? And yeah. we'll talk about it probably in like recent watches too. But like, you have the Madam Web came out, which is getting god awful reviews. Where is that lying? I don't think this is an MCU film, right? It's just it's a not, Sony. No, no it's, it's a, a Sony Spider It's a Sony, it's a Sony cash grab so they can keep the rights. Essentially, it looks terrible. Craven looked pretty cool though. Hmm. Did you guys see tra- the trailer to that yet? I have not. 
I saw I did. the tra- I, I saw the yeah. trailer when it came out back in the day, like what in October. Mm-hmm. They yeah. released the full trailer, yeah. So I, I just look decent. I'll, I'll say that at least. But I could sit there and say that the Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. I went and checked that out. Like I said, it had two, 365 million views. So that means everybody's going to go watch this movie. Yeah. And yeah. when is that? Is that a May release? July. July 26th. Oh. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I think out of all of them, I think obviously Deadpool and Wolverine was obviously the biggest one. But for me, my personal favorite was Twisters because I, um, I don't obviously... I don't think obviously it's not going to be as good as the original, but I'm excited what they're going to do with it. From what I've read about the movie, is that the girl that's in the the movie that's Helen mm-hmm. Hunt and Bill Paxton's daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard that, yeah, and it's also I've also heard it's like a standalone sequel, so it's it not is. really tied to the original film, which I appreciate. Extreme so. baby, absolutely. <laughs> I want to. I hope there's a drive-in scene in it. They need I a drive-in swear. scene. I hope. I hope so. <laughs> Old rundown then, one. And then the Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. I I think all three. Jay, you may agree with this, but I think all three of the, those three films, uh, Rise, War, and Dawn, are really really good films. So I'm curious oh. of how they're gonna how they're gonna continue it. But they don't have Matt Reeves no more. And Andy Serkis is out too. Yeah, they don't have Caesar's not a big part of it. But just looking at the the mo uh, the moquette that was in the trailer, it looked phenomenal though. It, it really did. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say Wicked is kind of interesting, but I feel like it can fall on its face as well. It's part Um, one also, so there's going to be two parts to it. Yeah. Yeah. I have problems with Wicked because my wife, my ex-wife, was so into it, the musical. So you don't want to go see it. (laughs) Well, it's just that Ariana Grande, for real. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I, I I feel like it's got high hopes, but I feel like it can bomb itself. I I, yeah. I, I feel like it can do good. If we had a and, podcast before Oz the Great and Powerful, this is probably the same conversation when that trailer came. Oh Very yeah, true. Yeah. Well, see, and unlike that else. trailer, they they spoiled the trailer. They spoiled who was the good witch and the bad witch in the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> and something else we're getting this year, which was a huge surprise by everyone, is um, Moana Two comes out this Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. So, is what? Moana two. Oh, yeah. I seen the the little video for that that thirty second clip where they were like, "Hey guys, we're doing it again." We got, we're gonna even though, even though even though <laughs> we're, we're getting like a shitload. Even though we're getting like, even though we're getting a live action remake here in a couple of years, which makes no sense. But okay. Let's let's just hope they don't cast somebody too light for that role. Somebody get pissed <laughs> off about it. Did you did you guys see that? Whenever they cast Lilo and Stitch, they were legit complaining that the people they cast were too light. I'm like, yeah. they're Hawaiian, even though they're Islanders. It's like, bro, yeah. they, they are literally <laughs> the, the the people that are like like that are represented in the movie. Yes, they're literally from there. <laughs> I saw I saw a screen uh, the first like uh, live action um, screenshots today. So I guess that movie is not too far from being done. Uh, it, okay. I think it's. Went, I think it's next year. I think or oh, next year. Yeah. yeah. Did you see they're doing Lilo and Stitch? Yeah. Uh, like, yes. I'm happy about that one in a weird way. I Stitch was always a pain. <laughs> six. Uh, what was he? Six two six or something like that. Experiment six two six. Yeah. Well, if you can see uh, bags back here of my wife's are <coughs> Stitch. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
So a lot to talk about. Super Bowls, movie trailers. Um, if anybody wants to mention some of the Super Bowl commercials, you can in recent watches. Zach, we'll start with you though. Um, do you have any any recent watches or recommendations you want to uh, let off on anybody? Um, no, it's just it's been a slow week. I've just been still doing the. Uh, I have like three more movies I have to watch before we do our twenty twenty three review episode. Um, I did watch a Griselda on Netflix, the Sofia Vergara show. It was actually I've heard pretty good. Good things about that. It's. I've seen a lot of the like, the drug cartel shows on Netflix, like Narcos and all that. So it's a it's a lot of the same, but I do think Sofia Vergara did give it a very good performance. But if you watched Modern Family and you sit there and you seen how she played that character, <laughs> it's, you knew that yeah. she'd seen some shit back in the day when she lived in Cuba. Yeah. That. Mm-hmm. So I could see her pulling that that drug. Is she a drug queen pin? Yeah, mm-hmm. I could see her pulling that off easily. Yeah, and she did phenomenal. And the and the crazy thing about it, she doesn't even look like they put like you know prosthetics and you know makeup and it. They don't. Even, well, you look what you know is Sofia Vergara doesn't. She doesn't even look like that in the show. So I, I would say recommend that. And uh, guys, let's just go ahead. I'll just go ahead and get this off my chest. You know. <laughs> Um, I went and saw Madam Web. Wasted an oh hour and four minutes yeah. of my life, guys. <laughs> Sony's got to stop. It, it has got to stop. It, this movie was so copy. bad. This movie is so bad. Like my friend, who he doesn't really watch a lot of movies per se, and I was just talking about after the movie, the editing was so bad. He said, "Yeah, there was a few times I had to look away." That the, the it was just like twenty second scene changes, like like this. <clears throat> the performances are bad. It, it, the visual effects are. All, it, I asked my friend, "Is this worse than Morbius?" And he said, "No, I think Morbius is better than this." To be honest, I haven't even seen Morbius, but oh, I've heard God. bad things about that. Guys, it just—it's mm. Morbin time. <laughs> mm. I read a review that said this makes Madam Web makes Morbius look like fucking Shakespeare. I was gonna send you a text. Oh. It makes more. It makes Morbius look like a best Oscar-winning best picture movie. I, I heard that the Madame Web or Spider Woman or whatever was pretty good though. No, I don't know where you heard that from. That specific was. No, I don't know where you heard that. I'll agree with Ed. Some of the reviews that I've read on Madame Web said the movie's bland as shit. That it sucks, but at least Dakota, what's her name, who plays her Johnson? Yeah. The, the girl that plays Madam Web, at least she's somewhat interesting. It looks like she's having a good time. No, but, no, 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 none of the none of the performances are good. No, I was oh, sitting there like I literally was okay. sitting there like you know me. I always try to think of something positive about a movie. I can't think of one good thing about this. You can't all. think of one saving grace. Not no. not anything that oh. you walked away going. You know what? At least that small tidbit was in no. there because it was a shit meal. Other than that, and by and you by the way. By the way, spoiler alert, I don't even care. If you care about it, fine. Nope. They literally, they're trying to bring up the idea that Peter Parker is born in this movie. Like, they're trying to set up the idea that that's Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but they just film miserably. Oh, like, I didn't, I didn't even know that until I went, got home and read something about it. I was like, oh, that's what that's supposed to be? <laughs> so, so they're retconning. So, they're trying to retcon their, their fantastic Spider-Man series with a shitty... Oh, God. Knock off. It, like, I don't like this movie. I don't even care. Like, it makes me not care about 
Craven, and I, it makes me not care about Venom three. Like I, I really want this Sony Spider Man stuff to stop. I haven't even seen Venom two, so I can't sit there. Oh, you don't don't so, even watch that. So, so Zach, th does this make the Meg two? Which one your dog shit of the year award? Does this make the Meg two look? Oh, good? I'll just I'll just go ahead and spoil for next year. Uh, the dog shit of the year is Madam Web. I'll just go ahead and say it right now. I was about to I was about to ask it. Have Have we already heard his worst of the year movie? The yeah. worst of the year movie for me was uh, uh, the Meg two, the, the Trench. Uh, so I we mean, already know know, two of his movies for next year. Awesome. The the the, the bar is set. So who can go? There's who can, no. Who there can, is no way. Who can go underneath? Last and limbo 20, that bar. 2023, if, if you guys did not join us last week, The Exorcist, The Believer, won my worst of 2023. Yeah. I will I'll just say my, this. I won't even sit there and watch it because I knew it would have been bad. <laughs> I'll just say this. I saw Argyle, like, the week before, and I thought that was bad. This, yeah, but I'd rather sit through Argyle again before I see Madam Web. And that's, exactly. like, two and a half hours long. You're off to a hot start with these 2024 movies. I, dude, I, I walked out of the. I literally, I, I'm not even joking. I walked out of the theater and I saw a poster for Dune Part Two. And I was like, God, please let this come out next week, please. Because you, <laughs> you, you good. Because this calendar year already, you've seen Night Swim, Argyle, oh. and Madam Web. Looks like you're and picking it, movies is just horrible no, this year, man. You, no, I saw, I saw the, swim? I saw the Beekeeper. And I, I like that. So okay, Night Swim. If any of you, because I know. I, I, Zach, I don't know if you remember this or if you watched be, uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark, but uh, if y'all remember the one about the Is monster that, the that, that goes into the pool and all that of Don't Be Afraid of the Dark that was on Nickelodeon, that's oh, all yeah. I've seen when I see Night Swims. Trailer. I know the show, that's but I it. never, I never, I thought it reminded me of an old film from the 90s about uh, called Swim Fan. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Yeah. I thought it reminded no, me of that. It's not that. It's nothing like that. No. <laughs> no. Okay. So uh, essentially, yeah. Avoid Madam Web. Uh, I'm almost done with the Bear season two, so uh, go check that out if you want something good to watch. Uh, I'll, I'll rapid fire through mine real quick. I checked out the John Lennon documentary "Murder Without a Trial" on Apple TV. Um, it's pretty good. It's only a three-part series. Each each episode is only 40 minutes apiece. Uh, Norma Ray was Sally Field. That's where she won her Best Actress Award. You across across the uh, across the universe. Um, oh. I love the song by the Beatles. I have not seen the movie. The movie's not bad. Because um, I know they use a lot of Beatles music in it, don't they? Yeah, it's all Beatles music launched in with like um, the riots, launched in with... Uh, uh, Vietnam launched in with the the drugs across. It, it, it's essentially Forrest Gump with be with Beatle music telling okay. the story. It, that don't sound too bad, honestly. No, um, Priscilla and the Marvels. Okay, that was Priscilla, man. Honestly, I watched them, I've watched a lot of Elvis movies and really shitty ones and good ones, but how, how is it? So I really liked Elvis with Tom Hanks, and I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting more of like a, a darker Pr Priscilla story telling her story about how Elvis is, and that's exactly how this movie is. I wanted mm. to be a little A24 biased and say that this movie was really great, but I would probably say that it's pretty good, not great. Um, yeah. And it is, it is looking at Elvis in her eyes. There was a right. movie 
that was uh, made, she wrote a book, Priscilla wrote a book called Elvis and Me, and they yeah. made it a made-for-TV movie back in the mid-80s, early 90s, something like that. You guys are too young to remember it. But it was called Elvis and Me, and it's basically, it was from her point of view on how Elvis was and everything like that. That's exactly what this movie is. This movie's based off of that book as well, and it's directed by... Uh, Sophia Coppola. Yeah. She, and Lisa, Lisa Marie, I, I did some reading on it, and I think it'll be, I think it'll be a fun episode one day. Honestly, talk about Priscilla, but just in some short stance, uh, it was Lisa Marie was like, "I will not stand behind the movie. I'm not going to have anything good to say about the movie because it makes her dad look like a, a pretty much a, a drunk predator in the movie." And uh, she was like, "She was like, yeah, I'm going to do whatever I can to make sure the movie doesn't succeed." As she died like four months later before the movie came out. Conspiracy. In a way, like a lot of these, in a way, what sucks is a lot of stars have been, you know, brought out to have like dated or married underage kids. Okay. You know, Ed and Juan are both related to me. And we come from a family of Elvis fans that it was God, then Elvis. And they can attest to that. We know useless Elvis facts that probably no one on earth probably would know, but we know it because it's gospel. And I've even been to uh, Graceland. So, hey, I've been to the man's house. So, like you say, Jake, like you and every, like you, Johnny, and I've seen like every Elvis documentary, movie, made for TV thing, whatever. Most likely we've seen it. Or at least in the room with it. One of the two. <laughs> and then I, uh, I didn't get to finish the Marvels, but it was getting bad. You know, it was getting bad reviews as well. I, I don't think it was that bad so I don't think far. It's bad. No, I'm about an hour into it. I still have 45 minutes to go, but I'm thankful that it's not 2:20. Um, and then I checked, out the, I checked out the creator again for today's episode. If I had to recommend anything, honestly. Um, the I didn't say this, but the greatest game ever played with Shia LaBeouf is on Disney Plus. Um, the John Lennon documentary is real interesting. That's on Apple TV. And then go uh, check out the Marvels whenever it hits uh, Disney Plus. And I think Priscilla is on the Vudu, but it's also going to be on HBO Max here pretty soon. So, so get, go check those out. Um, I need to finish the Elvis movie first. Yeah, you should. You should do that. Awesome. That's blasphemy in my art, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, speaking of what you need to finish, Jay, what about you? Do you have anything you want to recommend to anybody? Um, I've been watching the same ep- uh, show for the past three weeks, and it's uh, the Office Superfans Edition. Yeah, mm-hmm. I heard about that. They added season seven. I couldn't remember what all they'd done to season one through six, so I went back through, and I'm on season five right now. I've watched that Jay- show probably 20 times. <laughs> I was about to say, I was going to ask, are you like a, like a, like a, bit, a big fan of the show? Oh, I'm a, a huge fan of The Office. What is it about it that like it's so appeal? Like I'm, t- I, out of my curiosity, I've tried so many times to watch it. I cannot get into it. I don't it's know what it awkward. is. It's the awkwardness. It's whenever Michael does something awkward or Dwight does something awkward, you're just like, "Yep, been there before." <laughs> like Jim has the suaveness. Toby is like the 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 guy who gets shit on. For for doing his no job. reason, yeah, no reason, just doing his job seems like a dude. Actually, I'd I'd, buy, I'd go get a beer with outside of work, but inside of work, leave me alone, please. Go over there. 
I suckered my wife into it just with the Jim and Pam relationship. Literally. Literally. I've seen it. I've seen it okay. four times. She's seen it once. My kids, there they'll be six to uh my kids, uh I raised my nephew, Aaron, and my daughter Morgan. They were like, What should we watch, Dad? And I was like, You're gonna watch the office. And they're like, What? I'm like, Yeah, you're gonna watch the office. And so they put the office on the very last episode. They were crying, and Ed probably gets it. You know what they said to me? It's like, Dad, why does it feel like we're losing our best friends? <laughs> All right. No, seriously, the, the, the journey you go on from Michael being just a belligerently offensive boss to yeah. buying a condo and getting screwed over to getting screwed over on like several different things with hit one of his bosses to leaving the show altogether and then all of a sudden at the end it's it's a whole thing that just culminates in like a uh an emotional fest. yeah it, dude like, well and that's and, a, and part of it and here's how awkward is, they made michael the very first joke michael tells on the show is a hitler joke yeah yep well yep. and my thing is is like <laughs> Like I said, I've tr I've tried to watch it, and I guess it's just the humor. Like you said, Jay, it is the awkwardness, like the office humor type thing. And, and a lot of fine. people didn't have kind of rough. The, the The first season is rough. It's rough, right? There's only six but I, episodes, I, but they can be rough. But I know J Steve Carell leaves the show what after season six, seven. season seven, seven, seven middle of seven. seven. And so I'm just like, I don't know, like. And that's like the, and I know like there's Dwight and Jim, like you said, Ed, Jim, and all the other characters, but like Steve Carell is that show, you know, you know, he is, um, but being a fan of the show, and Ed could probably verify this Michael was missed, but Michael was not needed. No, 100%. Because I mean, they, it, it, it did leave out kind of a small corner of it. It, it's it's like if you got a birthday cake without the corner, like it's still the birthday cake, but that corner is still kind of like, what's what's going on over there? What 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 is going on over there? You know, kind of thing. But like with 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 that, I mean, they bring in people like Will Ferrell. Even they bring yeah. in uh, Ricky Gervais, who hmm. was the, the Michael the British of the version. original. Yeah. And I will yeah. tell you that I've seen the British version. Oh, that's the, awkward as hell, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> The difference of like uh, pulling, there's a reason that got one season only, and this one or the the Steve Carell office got you know its they entire run. Yeah, like there there's a reason for it, and I mean it's not necessarily that that was just trash, but it was just like it didn't. Some of the characters just weren't believable. They were a bit too much, not too not enough. It just seemed kind of the like they'd gone to work tired. The last time I heard, they were going to make an Australian version with a female Steve Carell version. And hmm. that's... What? That could be... But they already did that with... Uh, what's her name? The the British chick. That, remember whenever they go on the retreat and she takes Annie's job? She just... She comes back and goes, nope, that's my office. They already yep. did it with her. Literally. And I mean, like, she doesn't... Dude, it, 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 it it's not like she got hired... She just comes in, swoops in, takes the job for a bit. The bosses come down and are like, "Oh, you're doing a great job. Sure, you can have this job." Don't like it, Zach, it. Yeah, Zach. Maybe me and you should check it out since I haven't watched it either. Uh, we can 
We could watch it one episode at a time and talk about it the following week. Get past the first season. I promise you. Get past the first season. Yes. And another show I'll recommend. I haven't been watching it, but this is one I stand by forever. Is uh, My Name is Earl. Oh, that's it. My Name is Earl. (laughs) I I haven't heard heard no one talk about that show in years. Right. Um, Jay, do you have any, do you have anything else you want to recommend? No, just I've been watching The Office. Nice. Yeah, I think I, I, Edward recommends it every now and again. Like I think, I think we should, Zach. We should we should owe it to ourselves to at least watch the first season together, and then maybe mention it and see how we how we think. The best thing I could tell you though is pay attention to the little things because those little yeah. things will matter later on because they might seem cringe yeah. now, but you're like, holy shit, that really came back for in, in another episode. Like, I, I know we got to move on, but like season, but, but the, I've seen actually season one multiple times because I've been I've tried to get through the series. The one episode that always stands out to me is Diversity Day, where oh, where, where uh, uh, Michael's trying to teach the class and it's just completely awkward. Like nobody in today's they would be instantly fired if they did something like that. It's because he did the Chris Rock routine. Yes, yes. <laughs> I see, Zach. That's what kind of makes me wonder about you because you're in like an office like settings with your with your, your office job. And so it's kind of like, I'm yeah. surprised you haven't clicked and just kept going with it. Yeah. And yeah, we have like little cubicles. character. Yeah. Cubicles and stuff like that. So, I mean, kind of, I'm in an office actually, but I mean, you know, we kind of do stuff like that, but not, not to that level. So Edward, what, what about you? And do you have anything you want to mention or are you still on your vampire diaries kick? Same toilet, man. Uh, still, still on the Vampire Diaries. Uh, we are. What's, what season are you on? <clears throat> late season six. Season uh, how six. How many are there? I feel like you've been watching that for nine. Eight, months. maybe nine. Oh, I'm so not exactly a, sure. So you have about a couple seasons left. Okay. Yeah, uh, dude. No, I know. I think there's like twenty to twenty-five episodes per season, and they're all like. You should do. You should. Minutes. Ed, you should do Supernatural, and you would like every time. Every time no. we do an episode, like. Every time we do an episode, what season you want, bro? Dude, after season seven of Supernatural, I fell off because I was just like, this this is too much. They're, they're in the gods and no leviathans and, and, and shit like that. And like when they brought on <clears throat> when they brought on Lucifer for Supernatural, I was like, okay, I can see that. But then when they brought on God, I was like, you know what? I'm out. I'm I'm out. I, I I'm I'm gonna bow out. It's just the same like with Walking the Walking Dead. I have never seen a full episode past Glenn's death. Mm. Ever. I've never seen ever. an actual episode. It's good. Dead. It's good. Until but like if it gets you, to a point, that they get rid of all the good. Ep- they get rid of all the good characters by a certain point in the in the series. If you latch onto a character like I did, Glenn for that matter, Stephen Yun's character. Once that, that character goes, you lose a lot of interest. And dude, I remember must... those days, like those weeks or whatever, to where they killed that that character, and it was just from the camera version. Everybody was like figuring out kill? where the shadows were and figuring out who right. was across from who and where this right. trajectory, you know, and all crap like that. And everybody was like, it's either Glenn, Abraham, or uh, uh, there was another guy I forgot, but uh, it, Glenn and Abraham or whatever. 
And I was just like, I, I, he's a strong character, but get rid of Abraham. It's cool. But see, if you would have read Forget the comic, the if you had yeah, read the comic books, the Ed, then you would have yeah. known who was going to bite the bullet every time. Yeah, I know. Do you know? I, okay, yeah. here's a little trivia for you about your sh uh, The Walking Dead. How did the zombie uh, virus happen? That I don't know. I An never got alien, Aliens did it. The sure. creator, the creator of the show, that when he wrote the comic book, he was like, "Aliens did it." Huh. They blame everything on poor aliens. Mm. <laughs> it's like Mr. Crocker. It was an alien virus got through. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, oh my god. Mm -hmm. Damn. Alien. Okay. So yeah, it was aliens. Speaking oh. of aliens. Uh oh. It's a good segue. <laughs> Let's get into some sci fi of our own. We're talking about the creator today. Um, IMDb has it at 6.8, Rotten Tomatoes at 67%. The meta score is 63%, with a release date of September 29th, 2023. Um, as we get into it, against the backdrop of a war. Between humans and robots with artificial intelligence, a former soldier finds the secret weapon, a robot in form of a young child. Um, starring David John David Washington, Gemma did Chan, you know, Allison I, Janey. Did you know, I didn't know that it was uh, Denzel Washington's son until I watched this movie. Mm. Yeah. Really? I was, like, real, I was like, that's Denzel's son? Oh, I could totally <laughs> Uh, it, it was his training day, apparently. <laughs> and I know the oh, little girl yeah. that plays Alfie, this was her very first film. Yes. I went through and done some, some research of my own. Zach, how do you pronounce Alfie's name? Does anybody know, maybe? Madeline Yuna Voiles. There we go. There you go. Boom. He earned his stripes right there. Um, Jay, you brought this up earlier, though. We, we mentioned it every week. $80 million budget, only gross $104 million at the box office. Which, I mean, seems like a little bit compared to the Marvels and stuff like that movies. But at the same time, it's like, dude, it made $24 million over its budget. And this, dude, this film looks like at least... Double the budget. No, a say, lot. You know, that's one of the strong suits about the movie that I can sit there and say is that its cinematography is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's it's an absolute beautiful picture to watch. But that's where I'm going to leave it. Uh, the director Gareth <laughs> Gareth Edwards has directed movies like Monsters, Godzilla, Rogue One, and now The Creator. So, um, first time versus. Uh, versus now, Zach, we'll start with you. Do you remember the first time you watched it, and what was it like revisiting it for the episode? <clears throat> yeah, um, saw this in the theater uh, back when it came out oh, in late nice. September, and I kind of bought into the hype of people are saying like this is like one of the best science fiction movies in the last ten years, and it's really well done. And I, I like Gareth Edwards as a director. Those movies that you mentioned, Godzilla and Rogue One, I think he had a very creative stance or creative, a very creative stance of how he made those movies. Obviously he's well-versed in the science fiction genre. And when I walked out, I was, I'll be honest, I was not very impressed with it. I mean, I agree with you, Jay, the cinematography, the visuals, this movie looks very expensive. It is shocking that it only has that type of a budget. Um, on this rewatch, 
I liked it even less, to be honest. Oh, no. So. Uh, Jay, what about you? This was the first time you said for you. Uh, you kind of said it already in your in your sh first short words. Do you have anything else or you just want to leave it until we get in the convo? Um, I'll go ahead and say a few words about it. Um, I tried watching it four times and I fell asleep at the exact same part every time. <laughs> All right. So... <laughs> Um, on a yeah. positive note, no, <laughs> no, you know what? I, I have to admit the very first time I watched it, I didn't get to check this out in the theater. Um, but I, I bought it. I think it came out in physical media, like December, January. I bought it, watched it. Like I was, I was like, he's like, I saw the hype. I saw reviews saying this is one of the best sci-fi movies in 10 years. It's one of the best sci-fi movies people have ever seen. And it yeah. kind of fell flat for me. Yeah. The second time around. I noticed a lot of stuff and it was a much more positive watch the second time around. So, so I'll get into it when, when we talk about it. Ed, what about you? First time? First time. Never even heard of this movie. Never even heard. So what was your, what was your, you have a, a, a little shot or a little thought about it when it was over? Originality is there. Uh, inspirations are there for sure. Yeah. Um, that's the best summary I can do without spoiling much. And that's cool. If you guys have not seen it or if you don't want us to spoil it, go check it out. It's on Hulu. We're at 37 minutes into the episode. Pause Boy, it right now that. we're going to spoil the shit out of that movie. We are. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of the opening title? You know, it has its opening chapter. That's what intrigued me. That, yeah. that intrigued me. That whole part right there until the atomic bomb happened. Whenever they nuked everybody in L.A., I was like, okay, I can get behind this. And then the story changed, and I was like, not what I thought it was at all. Yeah. Well, I liked it because it just showed, like, the evolution of robotics and, like, how, where we came from to what – to the simulants of, like, how they, they obviously look like real human beings, um, which is kind of like a Blade Runner thing, which you can really think about it. Replicants. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then – but I agree. Like – I enjoy like I enjoy the the backdrop of this war that essentially we're trying to ironically we're trying to destroy AI but it was actually human error when you later find out later in the movie but when it comes to John David Washington and this the whole kid storyline it's like I I don't know about you guys but I could have called that like right when the movie began like I can just tell like Oh, this is going to be his son, essentially, or a version of his son. See, I, I was like that the first time, and the the thing that I even have written down my notes, the kind the, the thing that kind of threw me off and made me not so turned on about the movie was how he was so obsessed with Maya, and how you know even though he has all these different things running through his system, his body, Maya was mm -hmm. still the end all be all. Even when he got in possession of the child, it was still Maya. So. If like you know how how Jay said the beginning of the war kind of feeling felt like it was going to be one of those kind of sci-fi movies, so the first time I had a little issue with the Maya the child story, but then the second time around, not only getting just engulfed with the story and and the the loveness between him and Maya, then it turns into him and the child, but like in this watch alone, I got vibes and just uh, like recalls from Stargate, Blade Runner, Terminator. Wally, um, it just this movie just paid so many different uh, tributes to those movies. It felt like like 
I don't know. I don't, like the second time around, I just really was embedded into the sci-fi story. I don't That's know. That's fine. I mean, I did it. Did it? Did any of those other classic sci-fi movies go through anybody else's head? Honestly, Rogue One did. Yeah. Like Rogue There's One, Rogue, you can Rogue see one that. Elements. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of Star Wars looking vehicles and robots and stuff like that. Uh, that that what, that just ship, kept going over the ship that we made humans made wasn't that the nomad i thought that design yeah. was pretty snazzy i like the yep. way I, I like the lights no matter like, where it is in the uh, atmosphere the lights don't like, scan wrong. things a lot of stuff was cool in this a lot of it was really really freaking cool and for it to only have you know an 80 you know some odd million dollar budget yeah was it's amazing and it shows that you don't need Four hundred million dollars to make the best Marvel movie this year, you know, kind of thing. It, it doesn't need that. Right. It shows right. it very easily. What you um, guys think about the the five years later, and you end up seeing Joshua's like, you know, the the L.A. nuke took him out and killed his parents, and now he has mm-hmm. to use AI for his limbs and stuff. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when that didn't really add too much to him, like. The, well, too and, much. and that's the thing. It, well, that's the thing. Like he hates because of this war, because of his his loss of Maya. I, I agree with you, Ed. The the fact that he has to use AI for two of his limbs, that I would think that would make him hate himself even more. And like he just kind of wants to end it all, but it, it it didn't really play like play that out. I think that would have been an interesting, um, I, an interesting I, I, concept. I mean, I can see this maybe being like 100 years, 100, 200 years in the future and being like, well, this is, this is, you know, the old, old, old school peg leg versus, you know, a, a prosthetic back in the 2000s to now in 2085. This is AI, AI limbs, you know, kind of thing. But I don't know. Maybe it's just that in itself. And that's really the biggest baseline of it. Maybe we're reading into that a little too much. I, I, I don't know. I thought but. some of it played like uh, propaganda. Yeah, dude, there was a lot of political propaganda in this. I, I seriously felt like it was a, uh, and it played both sides too. Mm-hmm. It, Strongly, it, it tried to sit there and make you feel sorry for the AI by making them look human. Mm-hmm. And if you, you know, if you yeah. don't find them, it's it's kind of like that. If you don't find them to have feelings and you're a bigot, I'm like, you know, whatever the hell a robot, not a hater of the robots are, you know. I mean, it, they it's had them like, in their world. It's kind of like this, man. It's like the, the the, and I know, like, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna get a laugh from at least one or two of you right now. But it's like a shark vacker or 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 the little robot vacuums, you know. You don't look at that thing with feelings and go, huh? If I if I trip over it, it's going to be like, uh, uh, you know, kind of thing. Like it, it, it vacuums up your crap, like it vacuums up your dust, and maybe it gets the corner of your rug. I I, I don't know. But the That's question the thing. asked though, Ed, is that with them do- donating their likeness, how does that make you feel now that they have a face of somebody you know and possibly love on there? And that's the thing. That's is the it question like that they ask? Is can you push that aside? Is it machine or is it a being? Because of that reason, it, it, it's kind of like the organ donors thing, you know, on the on the back of the ID, the organ donors. It's kind of like okay, you know, the my heart gone to save this guy over here because you know I, I 
was too old to still go, but the heart's good, so put it in the 24-year-old kid that needs a heart transplant kind of thing. It's like, okay, do you look at it that same as that? And, hey, it saved his life. Or do you look at it like this and be like, well, the the, the likeness and kind of whatever was the same as that person now in this robot kind of deal. So uh, should I care about this thing or should I just have it do some chores? When you guys did get some the, when you guys did get some of the sci-fi like action scenes, like the mission where the guys like, oh, they they need a facial recognition, and you get that first like initial battle scene. Let me let me know what was going through you guys' minds. Were you like when you did have action scenes? Did it, was it cool? Did it kind of like uh, they've seen this too many times, or was the I story cool? Lasers. Here? <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm not even trying to be a dick or nothing. I when I seen them shooting, I'm like do 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 do. I'm like they got laser guns. I'm like cool. We know we're in the future now. They got laser guns. <laughs> That's why, like, Rogue One and Star Wars just kept playing through my mind because of some of the s- small little things like that that they did. And it was just like, damn, yeah. okay. Like, is this towards that area? Or what are we doing here? Well, I mean, there's I mean, there's literally a whole sequence towards the end of the film. Like, there's a whole battle of, like, like a beach colony or whatever. And that's the exact same thing that happened in Rogue One. Which so it kind of... like, it's kind of doing the same thing, and it, just in a different light. Yeah. Do what yeah. you know, <laughs> and I mean, you know, shopping to people, shopping to these executives, and all of it. You know, it's kind of like, okay, is it is it is it more kind of a thing like, hey, they paid for this movie, they'll they'll pay for this too, because this is kind of similar to it. It's different, but it's similar to this. And like, even yeah, in the, yeah. you know, even in the trailers and the commercials and the movie posters, that's pretty much what was all over the posters was from the creator and director of Rogue One. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to watch. We want you to watch Rogue One again, but this time with different aliens and monsters. This is the side mission on like Tatooine or some shit. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is this is Joshua's mission. (laughs) Speaking of Joshua and John David Washington, uh, Jay, you brought him up earlier. It's really the first time we've talked about John David Washington since we reviewed the Tenet a few years ago. Like. We're, and Jay, you didn't know he was Denzel's son until you said you watched this movie. There was a few scenes where I could have closed my eyes. And I'm like, that sounds just like Denzel. Dude, so did I. Yeah. I was like, that was yeah. Denzel. Oh, I, there's his Denzel. I see it now. I get it. <laughs> there it is. Where do you but think- he'll never be as smooth as his dad, though. Oh, no. <laughs> no, there, if, 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 uh, if we're talking, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, where do we think John David is going in this direction? He's now done stuff like The Tenet, um, The Black Klansman. You know, he's done a, a few shows, I believe. And now he's he's gone off and done this. Do you think he's still trying to find what he wants to be known as? Or do you I, think he's still waiting for that one big role? If he's anything like his dad, he'll take whatever role he can get. And he'll put his stamp on whatever role he gets like his dad did. That's why I was like, he's building his he's he's building his portfolio, if you will. It, it is yeah. really what he's doing. I mean, dude's going and it's not necessarily like he's getting truly typecast. There's a little bit of it, but not a hundred percent. But I mean, he's not bad. That's for sure. Nah. I, like like y'all said, it, it may not be as smooth as, but at the same time, does he need to be? He can be himself. You know, yeah. kind of create a little difference and kind of be like, you know. 
this is this is I grew up in it, but I didn't grow up to well, be him. You know, with uh, with Denzel, you got Training Day, and you got like the Equalizer series, and then you got he's in the Pelican Brief as a lawyer. You buy everything yeah. he does. Yeah. And, and I think John David Washington has that a little bit because he can do something like Black Klansman, but then do Tenet, but come back to do Rogue One, but also do like Malcolm and Marie. So he can do, I think he does have that, his, I think he does have his father's ability of doing like just different genres of film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to make so. a prediction. His next role, he's going to be a lawyer. That's going to be hilarious if it's true. <laughs> it's going to be he's hilarious. He's got to have that Pelican brief under his belt. <laughs> I swear to God. Because <laughs> he's 39, so, you know, there's that. The, uh, oh, yeah, he's, he's getting up there in age in Hollywood years. Yeah. 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 What do you guys think of the scene where Shipley dies and they take, like, his... What is it where his they take his memory and put it in a robot so he can live, like, 20 more seconds? What do you guys think of small stuff like that? Cool. That's, that's some of the cool stuff in this movie. It's just like, okay, that's something I never thought of. It's like taking someone's memory and put it in a robot and that, you know, they actually have a little bit of, a little bit of themselves from their actual body. Like there are, there are ideas in the movie that I think work really well, but I feel like it just didn't execute. It didn't. It, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't executed all the way through. So my problem with the movie is that I see that, like you said, we're talking about these high concepts that they have, but they mainly followed the Joshua and Alfie. That was it. They followed them. We got that. We got I get that yeah. that's part of the story. But you're introducing too many high concepts. And like the rope like you know, we're talking about right now, the robots being able to control a certain percentage of a person's death. They can sit there and they can help them, you know, like we've seen in the movie. But, yeah. I think and, my biggest and, problem with it, truthfully, is the pacing of the film. I just thought they were long like I didn't feel like excited about it. Like, like other I've seen other science fiction movies. I just felt like, okay, I'm just waiting for the next big set piece. Essentially. I, I didn't on really care about the care about the characters. I was about to say on top of that, you kind of got to build me to want Alfie to help change or to help make peace or to help do something. Yeah. Um, there was some towards it, but not a lot that really, really, really made you, like want that part because I mean it's like and I don't forget forgive the comparison but AI you know you you, um, you kind of wanted the Spielberg movie yeah mm -hmm. you 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 wanted the kid to survive you know you you kind of got a connection with the kid to a decent degree it's not that you didn't with this but it didn't feel like much was really truly put on other than John David's other than Joshua's you know. Uh, resiliency to want this kid to survive that that was the biggest part of like yeah you need to get this you know kind of thing and i think that's a, perfect, a lot on JDW. Like, if you took rogue one blade runner and ai i think you would this is like the summation of this film oh <laughs> and he was taken out no i'm just kidding uh i can agree with that i can agree with that um there was a lot that was, there was a lot that was good in this film, but I feel like, the, and I, I I know they have to just because it's like, to get the funding for the film, 
you have to go through some guys, you have to go through some channels and all that. I, I truly do get it. Oh, there he is. Uh, but at the same time, it's just like they too also need to realize, like, take a damn chance. Like, you never know what could be the biggest next they thing. They did, and that's why they gave you know. it $80 million. Yeah, and That's true. <laughs> what did you guys think when you found out that Maya is uh... – how do you uh, a, a stimulant? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because they're looking eh, for Nomada. The, they're looking for Nomada the whole time, and then you find out that oh, it's been Maya this entire time. Seriously, I didn't care. <laughs> yeah, by the, by the time you find out, you know, he impregnated. That's another thing I want to know. Yeah. So she, so so she, technically lost her life. And gave birth to a 50-50 baby, right? And they saved the baby. And well, the way I play it, the way I see it, well, because the way the movie plays out, or it's trying to say, is that she he was she was trying to replicate the likeness of the baby. Is that is that is that what I'm understanding? So that way, if she did die, the baby could live on. You guys have a better understanding of this movie than I do. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's all about a guy getting a nut. It is. And, like, and, and, and out, pop, out pops the artificial nut intelligence. O and I. Oh, my God. Oh my God. A and I. Oh, my God. <laughs> artificial nut intelligence. John, Juan, you might have coined something right there. <laughs> be on a mug. I, I, I think a lot of it, though, and if we kind of scope out for that matter, a lot of this is political. A lot of it is kind of the, the age-old trope of <clears throat> how much do we put into AI? How much do you make it to where they can because she could control different computers whenever she focused you know um i think this is telling us not to put too much faith in ai because at the end of the day they can come back and kick or or trust in it either for that matter but at the same time it's just like the the biggest conversation this movie to me could bring up is that opening sequence that we we all loved you know the where they sit there and show the robots going through their different development and how they like they showed one of them flipping boogers, you know, they were making hamburgers <laughs> for us. And where are we at scientifically now yeah, to having those items now? Because I've that's sat there and seen videos in Japan of, you know, a, it's just a damn computer and it makes your food. Yeah. So true. it's like we're we're putting ourselves and they're they're using robots and surgery already. Yep, yep. Have been for a few years at least. Or there's um, even like like you said in the food, there's AI servers right now. I mean, That'll technically bring out your food. If you want to be real with it, some planes are very very much AI. You know, and I'm not even talking drones, but there's a lot of planes out there that are AI that are used for strikes and war and stuff like that. We have that self-driving make... cars nowadays. Yeah. That shows how much we're putting into AI. And I mean, (laughs) to me, we're just on we're just on the horizon. We're not even in the like we're we're still three miles out at at sea looking into the light the uh, light tower or lighthouse or whatever. 
Like we're we're not even there yet. But you know? one thing that I've always have been taught is that what we have as civilians, the military has ten oh. years ahead of us. So they have some very freaky shit that we we would oh, yeah. freak out if we knew they had. Well, I mean, okay, think about it like this, and this is something. What very, if they very actually simple. have somebody though, you know, replicants or what, whatever the symbiotes right now? What if we already have those? What if there's this fucking sentient race living on planet Earth right now, and they're synthetic? Well, and I mean, think of something as simple as this. This is a very simple thing. It, it's nothing scary. A camelback, okay? The 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 water pouch. You know, most people haven't known about that since the mid to late 2000s when it probably came out civilian late 90s, mid 90s. But the military had it back in the 70s. I mean, that was 20, 30 plus years before we even knew about it. And that was just a water pouch that was on your back and has a straw you can sip out of. That's something as simple as that. But, you know, it, it's just like if that's so little of a thing exactly like you just said like what else is there is there sentient you know technology mm. out there that is roaming again uh, in our depths i don't know if you guys have noticed i know this is probably a little off topic but have you guys noticed that they've been talking about aliens a lot lately on the, mm. on tv like news and shit's yeah. taking it seriously and the military is all like look at this well ever since that navy video was released when they That's were funny. flying but it goes but, hand in hand with that to me with ai because if we did something like that, we would share our, we got help. Dude, this could be a, that, <laughs> that, that conversation right there could be an entire other podcast, an yeah. entire <laughs> other three hour episode, twice a week podcast. I swear <laughs> to God. I, I have so many thoughts, theories and under like, yeah, it's crazy. So to, to finish this off real quick, what did you guys think of the, you know, the, the ending, you got Hal's death, which we didn't even talk really about Alice and Janie much because, you know, that's a voice from Futurama, right? Yeah. A, a, a voice from the future. And I thought that was just kind of funny. I'm sure they typecasted her just for her voice. Yeah. Well, she was uh, on that show Mom for years. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the ending was kind of like a sacrificial ending. He he died, went to heaven. What did you guys think of that last 10 minutes, really? And then you see Alfie, you know, with the big smile, and and boom, you're probably expecting the Star Wars credits to go after she smiles, <laughs> but you know, like that kid in the seventh or eighth one or whatever, just looking up at the stars. Was, the oh, was, it a, was, it a, was it an ending that was just like kind of bland, like you guys didn't care much, or was it like, uh, finally it's over? That, yeah, it was kind of bland. I, I was I was ready for it to end. I'm gonna say that as well. It was I was mainly kind of like watching the watch, you know, just like, come on, we get it, just be over with, whatever. Mm. It, it was more. It seems, just like, it seems like seems like Johnny, you're the only one that liked this. We were just kind of like, it's fine. It's essentially what it is. On, on, that's how I was the very first time. So that's why I thought this movie would be fun to talk about. Because it did have so much sci-fi hype around it, and I scheduled this movie back in what December. Yeah. So this was this was one of the movies that had just came out in theaters. So I was like, you know, I was taking the hype in, into consideration, and then that's how I felt after the first time I watched it. Like, yeah, I was kind of ready for this movie to be over. I enjoyed it yeah. the time around. I didn't I didn't love it at the time, but um. So yeah, the the ending was kind of. Not really a, uh, I guess, payoff, I guess. 
the the big nukers the, the big giant rice cooker nuker is pretty much uh finished and killed off at the end <laughs> and then you pretty much have the uh did y'all watch you know, the same movie because you guys are talking talk about shit that i'm like i don't remember that part at all <laughs> When Johnny, nap, doesn't know the word, when Johnny doesn't know the words for things, he just makes shit up. And <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we just assume that's what he's talking about. Okay, so at the end of the movie, the big bomb things that she was like, okay, go ahead, and it ran in, and it would just stand there and just like, think, oh, think, yeah, think, yeah. you know, those yeah. things. But, is what he's but the, big, about. the big ship at the end, though, that fell and exploded. The, the, the Nomad, yeah. yeah. The Nomad, that was the, that was the nuker, right? That's, that was nuking things? Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed yeah. to be the big baddie. Ship thing. Big baddie. Like a, sand- like a sandwich. <laughs> uh, Subway, oh the my big baddie. Oh Can I get the big baddie with everything on it? <laughs> oh, you should Jesus. go to Subway and say that to see what they say. <laughs> they, probably, they probably wouldn't look at you too strange. They'd probably be like, we have something like that. What would you do? <laughs> I swear to God. That's on the secret or, menu. Or she, she, <laughs> looks in the, she looks in the back and she says, Felicia, it's for you. <laughs> <laughs> He's stupid. Uh, Talking about <laughs> well, the, it, it was kind of a bland movie. Kind of ran into everything yeah. together. Um, does anybody? We'll start with you, Ed. Do you have a favorite scene that you would like to at least name off? I mean, the action scenes were pretty cool. You know, um, I guess the best one I can really think of right off the top of my head that keeps popping up was kind of the ending battle, for that matter. And it's not because, oh, finally this movie is over. It wasn't a thing like that, but it was just like, okay, are they actually going to push this movie to where it can survive and maybe even make a yeah. sequel? Or is it going to be like, well, now that I think it. about it, now that I think about it, that's one of the biggest, that's another complaint I have is like, I really thought by the time that we killed off Allison Janney's character, the movie was over. But then we still have like another 15 minutes left. I was like, yep. ugh. I could agree with that. Uh, so. Zach, what about you? Do you have a favorite scene? Um, the credits? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no the, the opening credits of like where they're showing like the evolution of robotics, and oh, okay. then it goes yeah, into yeah. like the the nuclear war and all this, and you know we go into Terminator to t- uh, area. So I'm like, okay. So what about you, Jay? I'm agree with you there on on that, Zach. I, I, I like that part. And then just visually, the next scene we got when they're like laying in bed and the, he's rubbing her stomach and everything, but they're getting ready, they're approaching the beach and you got that spotlight coming down and it's just scrolling mm-hmm. through the mountains and everything. I thought that was a cool shot. I thought yeah. that was going to set me up for some cooler movie, but. Mm. And then the, and then this happened. Yeah. But uh, other than that, I, I thought it was, yeah, that was my, my favorite scene too. Uh, if, if I had a, I would say I enjoyed the, um, the beginning scene like everybody else did, and then the the sh- the scene where Shipley dies, pretty much the title, the child, and like the, f- the next 15, 20 minutes when Shipley dies, and you know stuff like that was going through. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I guess yeah. So I, I guess we're all kind of agreed that the beginning was <laughs> setting you up for this big, nice sci-fi movie, and then it kind of just. It Hulk Hogan the shit out of y'all, Andre the Giant Bastards, didn't it? It, it, it fizzled out, <laughs> essentially. Goodbye. So this should be this should be an interesting rating. One out of ten. Um, if this is the first time you're watching or listening, a one being uh, Madam Web, I guess, and ten probably being uh, Empire Strikes Back or The Dark Knight. So let's uh, 
let's start off with you, Ed. What's your star rating? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and go with a six. Uh, originality, the uh, look of the movie was fantastic. Uh, it, to me, this one had ambition, but nowhere to really, it didn't really go with it. Um, it looked just as good, like as an avatar or something like that. Maybe, you know, maybe some people <laughs> might go, get. Is that going to go in the poster? Look just as good as Avatar. And- Dude, I swear to it did, though. Like, Avatar, like, no. Way of Water, it was it was all right looking. I didn't see much of it, but it, it just, it wasn't like, dude, this is what we've been waiting X amount oh, of years for, oh, you know, kind of thing. You're right. Johnny, would you rather, would you rather watch this again or Avatar 2? This one. Avatar okay. 2. I'd rather watch Avatar 2. <laughs> I had no problems with the way of the water. Jay, what about Fair you? I, I'd give it about a 5. five. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's a gorgeous looking movie. It had some high concepts, but like Ed pointed out, they, they went nowhere. A lot yeah. of it was... I don't know. I, something yeah. feels like... It, it feels like something was missing from the movie. The pin clicking tells enough. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I would have to say I, I'd give it the same uh, as you, Ed. I'd probably give it a six. Um, after I watched it the first time, honestly, I was ready to smack dab it and give it a five. Um, the second time around, I don't know. I just saw some things that I liked and enjoyed the, the second time around. I felt more of the the sci-fi callbacks. Um, paying attention more to John David Washington. I liked it the second time around, but not by much. Um, so I, I, I give it a six. What about you, Zach? Go ahead and finish this off. Uh, I agree with all y'all. Uh, originality, cinematography, the look and feel of the film. Uh, but I just didn't care about the characters. I didn't care about the plot. Uh, it's a, uh, it's fine. It, I'm gonna give it a six. So. Six, six, five, six. Six, six for the creator. Um, before we put a finishing stamp on this uh, this episode, um, everybody kind of knows the story why and how me and Ed started this podcast and how what drove me into like enjoying movies this much. Um, but a fun fact, Jay, if it wasn't for you, sir, and you bringing me to this fine video establishment called One Stop Video, I don't think I'd be sitting here today. Uh, let's let's kind of welcome you in, and everybody has given their side of their story on why they're on this podcast. But you you uh, you know you're one of the ones who uh, drove movies onto me that probably shouldn't have been driven onto me as a little. A little hey, I drove I drove a couple things onto you. I drove wrestling onto you too. <laughs> so 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 how so you're the re- so Jay so Jay is the reason why Johnny is the way he is today, essentially. Basically. Just like that scene in Twister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesse, explain the the reason why you are the way you are. Uh, well, I like I I was their very first customer. They were putting the store together. I go over there to One Stop Video, and I'm like, "Hey, can I get a video card? I'm only like 15, 16 years old." And they're like, "Sure." So my their since I was their first customer, my card number was eleven. Friends and family got first cards, but I was their very first customer. And that Johnny remembers this five days, five nights for five dollars. Yep. Five movies, five days, five dollars. Yep. 
And I mean, the first one of the first times that I can remember talking about that video store, your room looked like this room. Tons of VHSs, tons of DVDs, movie posters throughout the the wazoo. Like you had movie posters like this thick from One Stop Video. Like it's just it was just embedded in us. Like you know, I got like, first pick. Yeah, and then like you were telling us off before the show started that you got movies that were like demo movies about movies that were still in theaters. Yeah, at, at Miramax they would turn black and white for about five or ten minutes. But they would have like how the cinnamon thing is scrolling at the bottom of the screen right here. Mm -hmm. It would sit there and say mm -hmm. this is a property of Miramax. If you have become come across this without and rented this, please call this number. So we have a, a one eight hundred number for you to call to let, let people know that yeah, I I'm watching a pirated video. Did you well, ever call that number? Hell no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, Kent. The the guy that ran the place, his name was Kent, and we used to do. I used to go up there and help him. I was I actually worked for him. I was his little gopher. Me and a buddy of mine, we'd go in there and we'd pick out movies all the time. And he's like, "I got some new yeah. demos. If you want to go back there and look at them." Okay, so we'd go back there and check out the demos. He's like, I got new posters too. So that's I, uh, is one stop video is one stop video still around or is, is it closed down? It's closed. I remember closed. the the week that thing closed, it was like losing a family member. Uh it was did, did yeah. They, did they put everything on sale and you got like eight billion DVDs? They did. Like it was kind of like the same thing when when Blockbuster went out of sale. Like they were doing ninety nine cent stuff, two for a dollar on certain yeah. titles. Uh, I think even at one time to bring more business in there, Jay, I don't know if you remember, but he even had a tanning bed in there at one point. Yeah. But the um, what? You know, it, it would be such an interesting story. I would, I've been trying to get him on the phone or on this podcast for months now. Um, I don't know if it's just like a touchy subject for him, but I just, I, I need to, he's, he's reached out to me and I reached out to him, but a date has just not been set yet. And I, I think that would just make for a fantastic story to tell. I just let it, I'd, I'd bring up a little things like, "Hey, Kent, I remember this," and then just let him talk. Yeah, because I think stuff like that is so interesting. It's it's interesting to talk to somebody who owns or who runs a blockbuster, but to put up your own yeah. money and to put up your own local video store, I think that would that's that's, that's, that's cool. Yeah, and um, I wouldn't be where I'm at if I wouldn't have had Juan's dad as a movie part person, like. His dad would show like Demolition Man. I was telling Juan about this earlier. I was like, dude, he's like, you gotta watch this Stallone movie, man. I'm like, all right. So, Demolition Man, it was. So I went. We, used, uh, me and uh, Johnny's. I call him Juan Johnny. Um, I used to go with his dad to the pawn shops a lot. We used to go buy VHS from the pawn shop. So that's memories that I have with his dad of going to the pawn shop buying all, all these kind of movies. I remember one time he found Star Wars, all three tapes, and he's like, hell yeah, I found them all. <laughs> <laughs> they were the old CBS Fox tapes. Oh, wow. No joke. With the, with the original cuts. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's what those, I was like. Those are, those are worth money, though, right? Like Now they good, are, yeah. Pretty good money. I don't know where they're at. But... <laughs> Looks now, like you need to go searching, buddy. Now <laughs> it leads into pawn shops, stacks like this. Oh, it does. 
<laughs> but no, that's that's a little fun, interesting fact and story. So uh, I'm excited to see where this podcast is going to go. And I think, you know, a few years ago we had this segment called Pardon My Pandemic where we invited all the, the sponsors on and they talked about their stories. Um, I think it's time to, you know, maybe do the same thing here soon. Um, I think, like I said, I would like to get t- Kent on the on the podcast, and um, uh, Mike from OKC Soda is wanting to stop by as well. They're getting into um, not only just still local craft soda, but they're starting to develop their own medical marijuana sodas as well. So I think it's going to be interesting to to get some of our sponsors back on um, yeah. and to to get some stories back on Nicholas Rice. Uh, the director and actor from Dallas, who also lives in Norman, is wanting to get back on the episodes and shows. And he's he's got a movie coming out called Beyond Sight with Kevin Sorbo. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to get them back on eventually. So we have all these things that we're going to be grinding up soon. So, Jay, I hope you're in it. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. You know today. what I'd, I'd like to accomplish? What's Kevin that? Smith's a big press whore. Can we get him? Can we? Yeah. Can we get Kevin Smith to come on the show try. and talk about something? Can always you know, try. Just, just turn him loose with the microphone. The worst yeah. thing he can say is no if we can just get a hold of him. I think Twitter or it's called X now would probably be the best way to get a hold of him. Whoever has an X account, call for, uh, go through the cinnamon and be like, hey, man, I have this podcast. Wonder if you want to come on and talk to me and my friends about movies. We're just a little... We're in a small town in Oklahoma. He's a big guy. Hey, we, we can we can just tell him, hey, we're just nerds and movie lovers like you are. Yeah, speaking of Kevin Smith, next month we're talking about Clerks, and I cannot wait for that. Clerks. 37. Clerks. <laughs> Edward loves the number 37. Man. <laughs> uh, that, that'll be a first-time watch for you, right? Clerks next month? Hey. Yeah, well, well, yes. Was that 37 cartons of eggs that you had to go through to find the right carton of eggs? <laughs> no, it was 37 or... dicks that she sucked while walking <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> oh, uh, so not, not only are we going to be talking clerks next month, but we're going to be talking all about um, the, the holdovers uh, March the 3rd. March the 10th, we're talking our top five plus five of 2023. We're also giving out some awards, our favorite actor, actress, um, favorite comedy, horror movie, and then our top 10 list of the year. March 17th, I believe, is Patch Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, and then March 24th is Clerks. And then March 31st, we're going to end it with Friday on a Sunday. So, Ooh, and then I have a next, lot for Friday. Next yeah. week, though, it's the girthiness of all girthy. Huh? It's the three hour and 27 Six, minute movie. Yeah. Yeah. I seen the time and I was like, holy shit, man. It's, it's, it's Leonardo DiCaprio, Robert De Niro, Lily Gladstone. Uh, next week, we're talking Killers of the Flower Moon. Um, for all of you watching and listening out in podcast land, you can watch this movie on Apple TV. Um, for you three, it's on the Voodoo if you guys need to check it out. So um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be my second time seeing it. I saw it in the theater uh, back in October. So I'm kind of interested to see how this rewatch goes. I'm a little nervous. Because I know with link, with lengthy movies, you love it at first, and then you may not love it the second time. But hopefully, the yes. girth doesn't hurt too much. Yes, mm. with you got to get it. <laughs> um, is, are you guys, uh, Zach? Are you excited to revisit it, or is this going to be your first time since the movie theaters? 
Yeah, it'll be the first time. I'm, I'm like you, you know, three and a half hours. I'm, yeah, that's that's my only right. That's my only worry about it. So, Ed, this is the first time, right? Yep, it's Jay? my first. I've seen the first thirty minutes of it, so okay. I'm at least thirty minutes into it, and so far, not bad. Not not to spoil next week's episode, but not bad so far. It's a Scorsese. Yeah. Yep. True. I'm more interested in seeing what Zach thinks about Clerks. Since yeah. it's a black and white movie, and it's 30 years old this year, and it's racy as hell on a lot of things. But it's it's and in I'll, and I'll it's, just, it's only like 85 minutes, right? It's yeah, it's hour and 32 minutes. Yeah, yeah. It's talked about a lot, and it's just like okay, all right. <laughs> but you know all, what? Me, okay. me and Edward work at a convenience store, so we, maybe we can have a lot to relate to this movie. <laughs> I, I from from the multiple times I've seen it. We do. So, I'm gonna uh, laugh if like you guys are like so excited about it, then you guys rewatch it like this is shitty. <laughs> oh no, I've seen it at least a dozen 37 times. times. 30, no, not 37 yet. I'll get there one day. Um, and Zach and then, will finally understand what 37 means. And then yeah, we'll I, kick. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> a little small spoiler. Uh, Sunday, April 7th, we open up April with the Iron Claw. So oh, yeah. Should be should be a fun segue into the spring season. Um, other than that, guys, I think you know I think it's going to do it for us this, this week. Is there anything anybody would like to uh, put the final nail in the coffin on the creator before we get out of here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all right. It's all right. So it's from the creator onto the girthy. Killers of the Flyer Moon. That's what we'll talk about next week right here on another new episode of the Cinnamon Movie Podcast. Have a good week, guys. That's it. That's good.